Welcome to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast, where you can listen to everything related to the game of golf. Golf tips to help you improve your golf game, entertaining interviews, discussions about the latest in golf equipment, and so much more. Now, here is your host, PGA professional, Steve Goforth. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Go Forth and Golf. I am your host, Steve Goforth, PGA professional at Willow Creek Golf Club and owner of Go Forth Golf Instruction. Have another great episode for you, episode number 28. I'm going to talk about how to hit a bunker shot, whether it's a greenside bunker, whether it's a fairway bunker. How do you get that golf ball out of the bunker consistently and successfully? I'm going to give you some really good tips that's going to help you with that. I'm also going to dive into etiquette again. That's been a focus on past episodes. There's things I'm seeing that I want you to be aware of and reminders, whether you're a beginner golfer, whether you've been playing the game for years, these are things you need to be mindful of and be considerate of when you're out there on the golf course, not only for yourself, not only for the golf course, but for other golfers around you. I can do so many episodes on etiquette, but I'm going to kind of sprinkle some etiquette in on episodes as I go forward, just like I've done in the past. So I'm going to give you a few more reminders today that can help you improve your etiquette, help others around you improve that maybe could directly affect you in a positive way because other people are more mindful of the stuff I'm going to talk about. So regardless of the situation, I know it can help you no matter what. So before I jump into all that, let's talk about what's been going on on the PGA Tour Congratulations to Patrick Cantlay for winning the FedEx Cup. A tremendous victory for him. Tremendous play from start to finish. Sky just had his A game, and he cashed in on that A game tremendously by winning that FedEx Cup. So congratulations, Patrick. You played outstanding. You deserve it, especially down the stretch, and putted very well, as all of you know. And uh, that's what it boils down to, right? you got to be a good putter. An example of that, 17 on that final day, he's sitting there staring bogey in the face, could possibly make double. If he didn't make that putt, he makes it, goes on to 18. He knocks it on into two putts. I mean, he just knew how to withstand pressure with that putter, and that was so critical for him. So, unfortunately, I did not have anybody pick Patrick Cantlay in my competition that contest I did where you could win a free round of golf at Willow Creek and a 30 minute lesson myself so I'm sorry no one won that I will be doing more games and contests as we go forward especially as I get into season number three and the PGA Tour kicks off again so be on the lookout for those I want somebody to win I was really disappointed no one picked him I did have a couple of picks for John Rahm and that almost happened so I look forward to more contests and I hope you do as well going into the future the new pga tour schedule is really just upon us right now if you think about it they've got the fortunate championship that's going to take place on the 13th through the 19th and then of course you got the Ryder cup which will go into october you got the sanderson farms championship the shriners children's open so many tournaments that take place in october goes into november and we take a break until january 3rd so really excited about the 2021 2022 pga tour season not really much of a break, right? They just finished up play. Now they're going to start play again. It's really going on all year long. It never stops other than that break you see uh, right before Christmas and going into the new year. So can't wait to see what other golfers emerge and how we're able to see the changes in the PGA Tour schedule this upcoming year. I'll dive more into that as we get into the season. 
and see what other stars can emerge. Patrick Cantlay was a great example of that this year. And uh, hopefully we get Tiger back. That would be great if Tiger can get himself better and maybe play in some tournaments this upcoming year. It's not looking too good right now, but it would really be nice to get, to get him back and just see if he can come back from that car accident he suffered earlier this year. So again, super excited about the PGA Tour schedule. Cannot wait. I hope you're as excited as I am. And again, I'll be talking more about these tournaments as we go throughout the season, doing more contests, and let's just interact together and look forward to an exciting year. So without further ado, let's jump right into episode number 28. Let's tee it up. Oh, he got all of that one. If you want to take control of your health and feel so much better, I encourage you to check out Pure on Main. They have two locations on Main Street in downtown Greenville across from the Hyatt and another location on Cannon Street in beautiful downtown Greer. Pure on Main provides you with essential services and products allowing you to live a healthier, more fulfilling life. Pure on Main is one of the most exclusive and unique health and wellness centers in the upstate. They've been nominated as one of Greenville's best wellness centers for five consecutive years. Do you want to improve your endurance, increase your mobility in your golf swing, or get rid of joint pains? I can assure you Betsy and her staff are passionate about helping you improve your life. They have stores filled with beneficial items for your body and your soul. They also provide services such as colon hydrotherapy, massage therapy, ionic foot detox, and wellness consulting. Pure Maine is dedicated to helping and serving their community. Please give them a call and let them recommend top-of-the-line products that are results-driven. I get all of my wellness supplements from them, and I feel amazing. Visit their website at pureonmain.com. Again, that's pureonmain.com, where you can purchase their phenomenal products, or you can visit their downtown locations in Greenville and Greer. So what are you waiting for? Start living healthier and pure with the help of Pure On Main. You won't regret it. I want to talk to you about bunker play, whether it be a greenside bunker, whether it be a fairway bunker. I want to give you some tips today that's going to help you get out of that bunker so much easier and just take a lot of stress off of that situation because when we get in that bunker, we're already stressed out, right? I mean, you, you, you're questioning why you even hit it there in the first place. You're angry at yourself. You're scared because you don't know if you can get it out of that bunker. You're worried you can't save par. There's a lot of things really that are going through your mind. When you're in a bunker, the biggest of all those is frustration. By following these tips, you're going to be able to hit that shot with a lot more confidence, a lot more consistency, and your golf game is going to drastically improve when you're in this situation. So I'm going to start out by explaining to you how to hit a greenside bunker shot, and then I'm going to explain to you how to hit a fairway bunker shot. A little bit of difference there between the two. So let's get ready to take some notes and improve your bunker play. All right, so I'm going to start out with a greenside bunker. And before you even step into the bunker, it's really important that you have the proper mindset. Because, like I said earlier, let's face it, when you step into that bunker, there's a lot of emotions that are going through you, right? I mean, you're, you're worried about, can you get it out? You're mad because you put it in there. And you're just not sure if you know how to hit this golf shot. And I want to take all that doubt and fear away from you today. That's the whole point of doing this segment of the podcast is because I know what it feels like. I know what it feels like to be in that situation and hit your shot into the bunker. And you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I don't know if I can get this out of here. 
I cannot afford another bogey, much less a double bogey. And you're doing a lot of praying at this point. Please let me get this ball out of the bunker. So before you walk in there, just have a positive attitude. Obviously, knowing how to hit this golf shot and pulling this golf shot off successfully is going to contribute to that positive outlook and that confidence. I don't want you to worry about getting the ball out of the bunker. It's not about it's not going to be about getting it out of the bunker. It's going to be about how close to the hole that ball is going. So having that little bit of swagger as you walk in there, say to yourself, watch how close I get this thing next to the hole, not can I get this thing out of here. So having the right mindset is so important. I cannot stress that enough. I teach that to every student that I take inside the bunker. I talk about that first. Let's have the right attitude walking in here because it's going to give you a better chance of making this shot successful. So once you have the right attitude, you're walking in, you're ready to get set up. Now I'm going to explain to you how to set up to it because I'm really focusing on fundamentals. Okay, let me say that from the get-go. I'm a huge proponent of having the proper fundamentals, and that's going to make this shot a lot easier for you. So I'm going to give you steps and tips that I've taught for years, and it works. Now, it may not work for you, and you may find another method or approach that works better, and that's totally okay. It's all about what you relate to and what is being said or taught to you that really registers and makes you be successful. I'm simply giving you tips that I have focused on and I have given for many years that really stress fundamentals and help you execute this shot so much easier. So let's talk about the first thing. You're in the bunker, you're getting ready to get set up. First thing I want you to do is survey your lie. Is it tight or is it fluffy? And there's different sand conditions out there, right? You come to Willow Creek, and I mentioned this in a past podcast, bunkers are something we're trying to work on. Some are where we want them, some are not where we want them. And so the law may vary, and you're going to run into this at a lot of golf courses unless you're playing a really premium, high-end golf course that has the budget to really maintain their bunkers. You may run into the inconsistency from bunker to bunker. That's okay. It's just going to make things a little more challenging for you. So let's just say you have a tight lot. It's a little muddy, not a lot of sand there. That's going to affect how you attack this golf ball. You're going to have to come in a lot steeper at the golf ball as opposed to a regular, more shallow golf swing if it's fluffy. So please assess that before you hit this golf shot. Now, I'm not going to explain to you how to hit that tight lie or how to hit that fluffy lie. That's something you can come to me for a lesson on. I can explain that a little bit better when we have it there in front of you. But again, just make sure you survey that. The next step you want to have is dig your feet. So really solidify your feet into this golf shot. So dig it in. In doing this, you're doing several things. Number one, you're surveying the the sand conditions because if you're seeing a lot of sand come up around your shoe, then you know you're dealing with a fluffy lie. If you're really having to dig those feet in hard, then you know you're dealing with a tighter lie. And it depends on how much sand's come up around the feet, obviously. Also, what you're doing by digging the feet is you're solidifying that lower body. You're going to have to drive with the legs here a little bit. So we want that lower body to be stabilized and secure, and we can develop some power in the golf shot through impact when those feet are more stabilized in that sandy condition. And then lastly, you're kind of getting yourself closer and down on the golf ball a little bit better when you're digging down into the sand, and that's going to help you with contact. So make sure, first step, dig those feet in, solidify that lower body, solidify that base to help you with this golf shot. Next, I want you to flex your knees a lot. What I mean by a lot is I want you to flex your your knees over your toes. Typically, I'm going to tell you in a normal golf shot, flex your knees over your shoestrings. 
here. We flex them over the toes because we want to stay down and into that shot so we can strike that sand first, creating good contact. One of the biggest reasons I see a shot bladed out of the bunker and go screaming over the green is because a golfer will straighten their body. They straighten those knees. They go more vertical with the body, therefore causing the leading edge of that wedge to strike golf ball first instead of the sand. And there she goes screaming over the green. And all it takes is one of those, right? And then all of a sudden you start decelerating into your golf shot. And that's the last thing you want to do. I'm going to talk about that later. You always want to accelerate through it. But make sure those knees are flexed heavily over the toes. That'll help you make better contact with the golf ball for this greenside bunker shot. Next, I want you to pick a spot behind the ball, and I want you to focus on that spot. Look at that spot. That spot could be one inch to two inches behind the golf ball. That's the spot that you're going to strike with that club first. You're not striking the golf ball first. You're striking the sand first. That sand is then going to lift that golf ball out of that bunker. So once you find your spot, obviously you can't touch the sand. That's the rules of golf. But you can look at it, focus on that, strike through that spot. Okay, that's what you're trying to do here. You're not trying to hit the golf ball. Really important to remember that. And again, I'm talking about a greenside bunker. A little bit different when we start talking about a fairway bunker. And I'll touch on that a little bit later. But I cannot express the importance of this enough. Look at the spot because when you're focused on that, your club's going to bottom out where it needs to, and you got a better chance of striking the sand first because that's your focus point. It's not hitting the golf ball. Allow that sand to lift it out. You'll be shocked at how this does for you. I've done clinics in the past where I've had students hit pennies out of the bunker. I get them used to hitting these pennies out of the bunker, and then I'll put the pennies back down in the bunker, and then I'll put a golf ball in front of the penny. And I say, okay, now your focus is still hit the penny. And all of a sudden, they start hitting golf balls out of the bunker. It's amazing because, again, they're not focused on the golf ball. They're focused on the sand behind. In this case, for this drill, it was hitting the penny. causes them to strike the sand first. That sand lifts the golf ball out. I promise you, you'll see a tremendous difference in your greenside bunker play just by focusing on this particular point here of striking sand first before golf ball. Last tip I want to give you for greenside bunkers is commit to the shot. Swing through your spot that you found with acceleration. This is another common mistake that I'll see golfers make is when they're in the bunker, they get real tentative. That may go back to what I mentioned earlier about being scared, being unsure, being unconfident in the golf shot, being frustrated. There's a deceleration there. They're trying to punch that golf ball out of the sand rather than swinging that golf ball out of the sand. So make sure you commit to hitting your spot with acceleration. Let that wedge continue through. Go up to your finished position. Get that club pointing to the sky on your follow-through. And this will ensure acceleration. As far as the distance response coming out of the bunker, that's really going to depend on your swing arc, right? So if you're taking a longer backswing, and I usually try to encourage students not to take it further than getting the club to the sky, almost like you're standing there holding an umbrella, Get the club pointing to the sky on your backswing. Accelerate through your spot. Get the club pointing to the sky on your follow-through. There's really no reason to take it parallel to your target line on your backswing and then wrapping it all the way around your head on the follow-through. Really abbreviate that golf swing up. It's going to give you a better chance of making good contact and being more consistent with your ball striking. So those are the tips I wanted to give you for greenside bunker play. Now let me talk to you about how to hit a fairway bunker shot. 
All right, so the first three steps I gave you for a greenside bunker, which is having a positive attitude and outlook before you even walk in there, surveying your lie and then digging your feet, all of those apply here, okay? So the first thing I want you to focus on with bunker play, with a fairway bunker shot, is I want you to have less knee bend, stand slightly taller, because this is going to help you pick that golf ball out of the bunker a little bit easier. We don't have to have as much knee bend with a fairway bunker shot as we do with a greenside bunker shot because we want to kind of hit golf ball first here we want to pick that golf ball out of the sand and advance it as far as we possibly can so standing a little bit taller having slight knee bend instead of more knee bend over the toes will help encourage striking golf ball first picking it clean and advancing it towards your target this next tip I think is really helpful when it comes to a fairway bunker shot. A little bit of mind trickery here. What you're going to do is instead of looking at the spot behind your ball like you did with the greenside bunker, I want you to look at a spot in front of the golf ball. What this does is it's going to encourage your weight to shift forward towards the target. It's going to encourage you to strike the golf ball first, which is what we're trying to do here. Instead of the sand first, you're going to see further distance with this golf shot. And again, that's what we're wanting out of a fairway bunker shot. We want to strike the ball first, get it going as far as we possibly can with good contact, almost as if we're hitting it out of the fairway. So look in front of the golf ball instead of behind it, and this will encourage that really good contact we're looking for with this shot. The next tip I want to give you is you may want to club up a little bit. For example, if you're in a fairway bunker and say you're at 150 yards and you'd normally hit, I don't know, a seven iron, maybe you need to go with a six because we're going to be digging into the sand just a little bit. That may affect how that ball flights, how it comes out of there. So it's not uncommon that you may have to club up just slightly out of a fairway bunker. May not be the case for everybody. Experiment with that. Get in the bunker at a certain distance you know you hit a club at hit that club. Did you come up short? Did you come up right? Did you come up long? And then you can kind of gauge that. But typically what I have seen in the past is that you need to club up just slightly. So play around with that. I just wanted you to be conscientious of that. Sometimes you may have to club up in this situation. Next thing I want you to focus on, going back to what we talked about with greenside bunkers, acceleration. So very important. Commit to that golf shot. We're trying to strike golf ball first. It's going to be difficult for you to strike golf ball first if you decelerate through that golf shot. Commit to it. Have confidence in it. Going back to what I said earlier, the visualization that I've talked about in past podcasts can really help with this. If you're seeing that ball come out of that bunker flying towards your green, flying and landing next to the pin, that can really help you commit to that acceleration. When you see yourself leaving that ball in the bunker, a lot of times it promotes deceleration because we have fear and we don't realize it. So commit to the golf shot, accelerate through it. We want to strike golf ball first to get that ball out of that fairway bunker. Lastly, what can help you strike golf ball first is having a little weight on your lead foot, your left foot if you're a right-handed golfer, your right foot if you are a lefty. Having that weight towards the target slightly can also help you strike golf ball first to get that ball to advance a lot easier. This is something else I want you to experiment with. This may or may not help you. You may or may not need to do this based on how well you're able to strike that golf ball with those other fundamentals that I've mentioned to you earlier. But if you're still having a difficult time striking golf ball first, put that weight on your lead foot, on that target side foot to help you strike ball first to get the ball advancing for you.
So those are the tips I want to give you for hitting a greenside bunker, for hitting a fairway bunker. Go back and listen to this as many times as you need to. Like I've said in the past, maybe you throw some earbuds in, you play this podcast while you're practicing out of a bunker, and just work on this. I cannot express enough how important the fundamentals are in hitting this golf shot. And that's what I wanted to go over with you today are the simple fundamentals on how to hit bunker shots. Some of these steps seem like a lot. I don't want to freak you out or discourage you because I listed several steps here. All of this kind of flows together once you practice this. I like to break things down very detailed when I'm talking to you on the podcast because I'm not there with you in person. Now, if we do an in-person bunker lesson, these things get really simplified. We go through it quickly. It just happens. And next thing you know, we're out of that bunker because you've already perfected it. And I'll be honest with you, I don't like to spend more than 10 or 15 minutes on a bunker lesson because a lot of these fundamentals cure it automatically. We start hitting some golf shots and you start seeing, hey, this is possible. I can do this. And once that confidence has been planted and I send you notes after that lesson on how to hit the bunker shot or you refer back to this podcast, then it becomes a breeze. But it's just about knowing those fundamentals first, knowing how to hit this golf shot, and most of all, being confident and having that positive attitude. I can't stress that enough to you because without that positive attitude and without that confidence, this shot's going to be almost impossible for you. So have that good outlook on it. It's going to make it a whole lot easier. Good luck to you on those greenside and fairway bunkers. I can't wait to hear your feedback on how well you're advancing that ball out of the fairway bunker how close to the pin you're putting those greenside bunker shots, maybe even holing it out, right? That's what we want to do. But most of all, how comfortable and how confident you are now with this golf shot. Good luck. This podcast episode is brought to you by Stretch Lab on Augusta Road, Greenville's best assisted stretching studio. Experience how a full body, one-on-one assisted stretch can help you increase your range of motion and flexibility alleviate those muscle pains, improve performance and posture, and release that unwanted stress. Best of all, it's going to help you improve your golf swing. Get started by booking your 50-minute intro stretch for only $49. It's a terrific deal. Stretch Lab will transform your life through a dedicated and highly customized stretching routine. Their team of certified flexologists will take you through the Stretch Lab experience that's like no other. Give them a call at 864-808-3125 to set up your appointment and visit their website at stretchlab.com. Begin your journey with Stretch Lab and start becoming more flexible, healthier, and feeling so much better. Here I am again talking about etiquette. Like, Steve, why in the world do you feel like you have to talk about etiquette so much? Why do you feel like you need to preach to us about how we need to act around the golf course? I know what I need to be doing. Why do you have to talk about this again? Because it's important, because there are still things going on out there on the golf course that I'm seeing, that other golf courses are seeing, that still need to be talked about. Now, whether you're a beginner golfer, which is really important that you're listening to this, or you've been playing for years, I see it from both sides. And I'm going to talk to you about some more things I want you to focus on when you're out there on that golf course, because Bottom line is this, I want this game to grow. I want everyone to have a great time. I want golf courses to continue to thrive, no matter whether it's Willow Creek or any other golf course. And that can't happen unless everybody's on the same page about how to act and rules to follow because a superintendent takes his or her job very seriously. 
Their job is to make that golf course look the best they could possibly make it look. So in order to do that, golfers need to display certain etiquette when it comes to how they're treating the golf course. And not only from a superintendent standpoint, but from a golf professional standpoint or from a fellow golfer standpoint, you want to go out there and have a good time. You want pace of play to go well and you want to have an enjoyable experience. That's the whole reason for going to a golf course in the first place, right? So reminding you about etiquette and rules, that can help you have a better time if someone else listens to this and improves his or her actions out there on the golf course. So like I always say, take some notes because I'm getting ready to dive into some really important etiquette reminders. Yeah! There you go. Good shot. It's about time. Hey, it is about time. I mean, I just couldn't get the ball in the hole. I wanted to, but I just couldn't do it. Raking bonkers. That's something that has really fallen by the wayside since COVID happened. And understandably so, right? We didn't want to pick up a rake that somebody else was touching and run the risk of contracting COVID. Certainly that risk could still be there. And I'm not going to dive into all the theories and the scientific knowledge and all that stuff. But there's still ways that you can rake a bunker and do it safely and help that bunker look a lot better and improve it for somebody coming in behind you. One of those ways is if you still feel uncomfortable grabbing a rake, grab your towel off your golf bag. Grab that rake with the towel and rake it from there. If you don't want to do that, you can still cover up blast marks or footprints using your foot and kind of raking over where you were standing or where you were stepping as you work your way out of that bunker. But we have to get back to raking bunkers. It's so important. There's a lot of golf courses out there that are short-staffed, they're not able to break the bunkers or care for the bunkers like they would hope for. Depends on what part of the country or part of the world you're listening to this, there is a job shortage in certain areas. So sometimes that's contributing to bunkers not looking the way they need to, but most of the time it's coming from golfers, quite frankly, just being lazy. They don't want to do it. They're in there, like I said earlier, they're frustrated, they're mad, whatever the case is, and they just don't feel like doing it. And those are the people I'm talking to right now. For those of you that are listening that do rake the bunkers and do take some pride in hitting a bunker shot and making it look better, the same or if not better than the way you found it, thank you. Thank you, thank you for doing that. And you know who you are. So talking about raking the bunkers, I want to kind of go over with you some tips on how to rake that bunker better. First of all, I want you to enter and exit that bunker at the point closest to your ball. Now, you won't typically want that to be a low spot in the bunker, so you're not stepping in from the high side and putting a huge indention into the face of that bunker. And this is going to ensure that you do not displace too much sand when you're entering as close to the ball as you possibly can, again, if it's on that low side. Also, I want you to alternate when you're raking between pulling the sand towards you and then pushing it away from you just to make sure that surface is even. I see a lot of golfers raking as they come out and all you're doing is taking sand from the middle of the bunker and just pulling it towards the edges. This will just make that bunker surface even without that sand displacement. So again, you're gonna kind of pull and you're gonna push as you're raking, exiting that bunker. You're gonna make sure you take care of all the holes and the footprints. They should be smoothed over upon exiting that bunker making sure there are no indentations in the previously disturbed sand. Also, after rake completion, the USGA recommends that the bunker rake needs to be placed outside of the bunker, laying flat and 
facing the direction of play. It just eliminates the chance of someone hitting that rake with the golf ball as they approach the green. So those are some tips that you can live by or practice as you're trying to rake that bunker as you come out of it. If you know the steps, you know how to properly do that, maybe that's going to give you a little bit of encouragement and incentive to rake that bunker properly. So please, I'm begging you, please start raking your bunkers. Please be courteous of not only the golf course and the people that take care of it, but also the fellow golfers that are kind of come in behind you because we've been there. We've had our golf ball rest in a footprint or a blast mark made by someone else. If everybody was being courteous and thinking about everybody else but themselves, then you would have had a better lie when you got in that bunker. And that's the whole point of this creating better golf course conditions and creating a better life for those that enter that bunker after you. Please go first. Respecting cart signs. There are cart signs out there on that golf course for a reason. They point you in the right direction. They tell you where your golf cart should or should not go. It's telling you to exit to the cart path at a certain area. It's telling you not to take your golf cart past a certain area. Ladies and gentlemen, those signs are there for a reason. They are there to not only protect the golf course, but it's also to protect you. I'll give you an example of that. We have a hole at Willow Creek, number five. If you listen to this, you play Willow Creek, you know exactly what I'm talking about. We put no carts beyond this point sign at the top of the hill leading down to the creek. Why? Because we've seen people slide down that hill and go in that creek and it's extremely dangerous. So there's signs there to protect you for a reason. Now, I know it's a lot easier just to drive down. It's going to save you a few steps by doing that. But you're putting yourself and that golf cart in jeopardy by not following those rules. And that's one example. I'm sure there's examples like that at many other golf courses. But also, there are reasons why we want the golf carts exiting the fairway into the cart path on certain holes. Because those areas beyond that could be wet. They could be softer. They could be more undulated and cause disturbances in the ground. There's so many different reasons why this may be. Maybe we want to make sure the grass around the green is well manicured, not trampled down by golf cart tracks, because we want to leave the golfer a good lie as they're approaching the green. Whatever the reason is, if you see a sign there pointing you in the right direction or telling you not to take your carts there, please don't do it, because you're not only violating a rule, and some of you may get off on doing that or just don't care about rules. And if that's the case, shame on you. But they're there to protect things. They're there to protect the golf course. They're there to protect the golf cart. They're there to protect you. So please just be more mindful of those cart signs because I see a lot of golfers just ignore them completely, ride right up to the edge of the green and literally right there on the fringe, which will drive a superintendent and a golf professional and sometimes other members absolutely crazy. And if you do something like that, prepare to be called out. And if you get called out, you need to be prepared for the consequences. Don't get defensive, right? Because you've just broken a rule. You know where the cart shouldn't go. You've done it, whether it be unconsciously or consciously. So be prepared to suffer the consequences. And in some cases, there are golf courses out there that have taken the measure of kicking people off the course when they see them violating rules repetitively. It's the last thing you want to do as a golf course operator, as a golf course superintendent, as a golf course employee. You don't want to look at someone and say, get out of here right now. You don't want that. You want everybody to come out there and enjoy the game and just grow the game of golf. That's our whole purpose. But sometimes 
you're forced in that situation when people are not complying to the rules. So please be mindful of the cart signs. They're there for a reason. Please be respectful of that golf course operator, of that superintendent, of those members, because they want their golf course to look its best. They want to protect that golf course. They want to protect you. There's reasons why those cart signs are set up where they are. So I challenge you to please, please be mindful of these cart signs next time you're on the golf course. Golf course operators and superintendents greatly appreciate it. Threes go first. All right, so the next reminder I'm going to give you is not to hit in the play in front of you. We see this happen quite a bit, and sometimes it's unintentional, right? Because you, you just didn't see someone. That's happened to me on many occasions. You just didn't think you were going to get into that drive off the tee box. You did, and all of a sudden you just kind of rolled it up behind them. Uh, or you thought they were out of the way, and you didn't see them over in the trees, and they come flying out of the trees, and it's like, oh, my gosh, I just drove into them. So those things happen, right? I mean, they're those things are unavoidable. When it does happen, I would encourage you to go up immediately and apologize to that group and let them know, hey guys, I'm sorry. I did not see you over here. Uh, I apologize immensely. Did not mean to hit into you. That goes a long way. But there's some golfers that they know what they're doing. They're intentionally hitting into people because maybe they want to speed them up or maybe they just don't care and they just want to see if they can hit into someone. Whatever the reasons are, it's not right. And it shouldn't be done. It's not safe for anybody involved. And I'm going to really encourage you to just be mindful of the play ahead of you. Do your best to fall back slightly and not hit into them if you feel like there's a chance for that. I mean, you, if you're sitting there on a par five and you feel like you, there's a chance I could get into this thing good, I could make the screen in two, don't hit it. And, and I don't want to confuse people and, and, and slow pace of play because I've seen that happen as well where there's a guy standing in the fairway at 300 yards with a three wood in his hand and he's probably reached a green once in his lifetime he's like you know what I'm gonna wait because I think I could reach it the likelihood of you hitting that green is not too high so in that situation like that I'd say it's pretty much safe you go ahead and hit that thing but if you're within distance that you'd hit that club and you've hit it consistently then most definitely hold back don't hit yet. Just be mindful of that group ahead of you because last thing you want to do is hurt anybody, right? Last thing you want to do is make anybody mad because I've seen that happen on many occasions. And the next thing you know, you got drama and conflict and that's not a good combination. We're out there to have a good time and to be relaxed and enjoy our fellowship with our family or our friends. And uh, you're not going to have that if you're hitting into people. So again, just be respectful. Be respectful and conscientious of the play ahead of you and be safe and try your best not to hit into the play ahead of you. Please go first. The last thing I want to talk about is where should you park your golf cart when you are next to a green and when you're next to a tee box? Should your golf cart be next to the tee box? Should it be next to the green? Should part of your tires be on the cart path and part be in the grass? We see it all. What you have to keep in mind is that entire golf cart should be on the cart path when you approach a tee box and when you approach a green. See, a lot of times where golfers will pull right up to the tee box or they'll pull their tires over into the grass, half are on the grass, half are on the tee box. What that does and what a lot of people don't understand, you start wearing a rut in the grass or a wear spot. If enough people do that, they start seeing a pattern where people are driving, then they think, oh, okay, well, other people have done that ahead of me. I'm going to do the same thing. Let me get up here closer. All it takes is a few people doing the wrong thing to make everybody start pitching in and doing the wrong thing as well. So 
You want to make sure that when you pull up to a tee box or when you pull up to a green, all four tires on that golf cart are on the cart path so that you don't disrupt the grass around the green, around the tee box. Because again, that's just something that's not appealing to the eye, obviously. It could wear a dirt spot right there next to the tee box and right next to the green. That just doesn't look good. You don't want your golf ball to be there if it's next to a green. So please make sure that all four tires are on that cart path when you approach your tee box and when you approach your green. It makes a world of difference when it comes to the look of that hole. So keep your golf cart on the path when you approach greens and tee boxes. Your superintendent thanks you greatly. Please go first. So those are my etiquette reminders for this episode. Let's rake those bunkers. Let's respect those cart signs. Let's not hit into people. And let's keep your golf carts on the cart path when you approach greens and tee boxes. Please do everything you can to follow these rules to respect not only yourself, but also respect the superintendent, the golf course operators, the members of that club, anybody involved that's going to want to make that golf course look well, to want to enjoy that golf course. Please be mindful and respectful of that. I encourage you, go back and listen to past episodes where I talked about other etiquette reminders. Look up etiquette reminders on your own. Go out there, just type it into your Google machine golf course etiquette reminders you'll see a ton of stuff out there that can really educate you or can educate somebody you know in your group that is terrible at etiquette you don't want to call them out but you got to go refer them to these etiquette reminders refer them to this podcast if we do this together we can make this game even better than it already is and just make a positive difference in the game of golf thank you so much for taking the time to listen i look forward to seeing you at the golf course Doc, is ain't about hitting some little white ball in some yonder hole. It's about inner demons, self-doubt, human frailty, and overcoming all that crap. That is a wrap, my friend. Congratulations on completing another episode of the Go Forth and Golf podcast. Episode number 28 is in the books. Thank you so much for pushing that play button, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing. It's tremendously appreciated. Don't forget to go out and tell other people about the podcast if you're enjoying it. Let's help grow this golfing community. That word of mouth advertising helps me so very much. So tell somebody else that you know that may be interested in the game of golf as much as we are, and we can reach more people and just grow this community that we are building right now with the game of golf. Don't forget, you can go back and listen to 27 other previous episodes. If you have not caught up on all the episodes, or maybe you want to go back and listen to something else, remember you can go back to the archives on whatever platform you're listening to and listen to other episodes as well. The next episode will be dropping on Wednesday, October the 6th. So be on the lookout for that. I'll have some other great topics that I want to go over. You don't want to miss that. Go out there and give me a five-star rating on the Apple platform if you're listening on that platform. That helps me a lot with making this podcast more searchable on that platform. And if you feel like I deserve it, go out there and give me a good review. That's always really appreciated. So thank you so very much. I can't thank you enough for pushing that play button and for just supporting this podcast especially when you come up to me and tell me that you're listening and tell me how much you enjoy listening. Man, that just means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much for doing that. Until the next episode, I hope you hit your drives long and straight. I hope you hit more greens and regulation. I hope you drain more putts. And of course, as always, go out there and have a good time. That is the most important part about playing this game. Get out there and have fun. Don't forget to do something nice for somebody today. It's going to make you feel amazing. And remember, together, Let's go forth to a better golf game. 
You've been listening to the Go Forth and Golf podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to receive alerts on new episodes. For more information, please follow us on social media at Go Forth Golf Instruction or visit our website at GoForthGolfInstruction.com. Remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game.